Beer Mail episode number 12 of... Brutal Battle. So I think uh, if the episodes are coming out in the order, I'm thinking I'm going to put them out. Uh, Little Beaver Brewery Showcase will have come out at this point. If not, then surprise. Teaser. Um, but it, I, if that one came out, and I think it already did, we had already said that we got some beers from Rich Smith, and he had gone to Illinois. He grabbed a bunch of beers. He brought some back. He shared probably way too much with us. Uh, gave yeah, us too much. Way too much. Um, like like, you can have too much beer, but, you know. Wow. We're, but we're very appreciative, so we've been planning to do a beer mail episode with just beers that he gave us. Uh, obviously, he gave us those Little Beaver Brewery beers, but we had three of them, so we were like, let's just do a showcase for that. So he gave us those, and he gave us these. And this is a mix of four that he had given us that we didn't have others from those brewery. Well, one of them, we had a few others, but we're not doing a showcase for that one. Uh, but not all of them are from the area in Illinois where they were or the state of Illinois. They were just beers that he happened to find there, thought looked good, wanted to share with us. So, And we haven't had any of these ever. Mm -mm. And two of them, uh, we're not even familiar with the breweries. So we'll get right into it. I'm ready to go. Now this one, it seems like there's a trend lately. With a few breweries, and it's a weird thing when you start to see kind of not common flavors just kind of popping up with multiple breweries around the same time, and that is Key Lime Pie. So this is by Distill Brewery. It's in their Wild Sour series. It's their Key Lime Pie Goza, and it's a Goza Ale brewed with key lime, vanilla, lactose, coriander, and sea salt, and it is 5.2% alcohol, and it's in a 12-ounce can. And Steel, I think Steel is Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. No, Normal, Illinois is where they're from. They're from Normal, Illinois. Normal? Yeah, spelled just like you would think normal. Oh, interesting. Um, so, actually, I'm going to crack this and start pouring it, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about this key lime pie thing. So, within this year, we had had, and it was on the podcast, a key lime pie goes up by Southern Grist. Mm -hmm. And it was there, um, that was on the brewery showcase episode we did for Southern Grist. Then we found that brewery near us, out of Baltimore, Duclaw Brewing had done a key lime pie goza as well, called My, My, My Key Lime Pie. And we had that. We didn't have it on the podcast, but in comparison to the Southern Grist one, it was less tart. It was more of like a very low-level tartness and low-level flavors with the key lime pie. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was like a little bit tart, a little bit refreshing at the same time. So this is our third key lime pie goza this year. And when Rich was giving us the beers, I was like, are you kidding me? Another key lime pie goza? What is going on? It's popular. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. So Rich has already had this. He already said that he really enjoyed it. But we have not tried it yet, so... Let's get into it. Very yellow. Yeah, yellow, a little hazy. Yep. Uh, there's a decent amount of head retaining on the top. Poured it agitated, as I like to do to get extra CO2 out, because we don't need all that CO2 in our old age. <laughs> you know? P I know there are people out there listening who feel me on that. I know there are people who feel me. It has to be somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least people around our age. All right. It smells like a Goza. Definitely. Like it goes and I'm getting the lime. Yeah, there's there is a good amount of lime in there that's kind of blending with like a lemony tartness. Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely lemon lime. Um, 
I get a little creaminess. A little creaminess. It's a little soft, a little smooth in the nose. That little creaminess, which I think, I believe, unless it's just kind of in my head, I, I feel like I'm getting a little tinge of vanilla to it. Yeah. Isn't there vanilla in it? Yes, there is. Yeah. I, I just am saying that I don't know if I'm being prompted by what I read. Oh, yeah. But I do smell that. I mean, it does smell like a key lime goza. It smells like... It does smell like then sweet, kind of. Yeah, there's a sweetness to it as well. I definitely get the salinity from that salt mm -hmm. as well. It smells good. It smells like there's a lot going on. In comparison to the Southern Grist Key Lime Pie Goza and the Duclaw one, I think this one, it smell-wise, falls between them. I thought it was a lot more on the Key Lime Pie with mm. the aggressive-wise with the Southern Grist and a lot less with the Duclaw. From what I remember, the Southern Grist one was like... Really over aggressive. the top. Yeah, it was aggressive with those um, flavors. This is definitely on the more kind of milder side. There is a decent sour but, kick at the end, yeah. though. Yes. It's very lime. There's a lot of that key lime coming through. It is good, though. Mm -hmm. And truly, like I was saying with the nose, with the flavor, it's definitely falling right between the Southern Grist and the Duclaw. It is. Um, but yeah, that kick at the end. At the end, like, it really just, like, the size of your tongue, like, boom. Yeah, it sneaks up on you. Because the beginning, it's soft. You get that yeah. saltiness to it. You get the flavor of the key lime, but you're also getting vanilla, and you're getting yeah. a creaminess, and it's very smooth. And then it's like this creeping, like, it starts creeping up a little bit on the on the sourness, and then it, like, blasts you at the finish. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I like it. Yeah. I, um... I think this is probably the best-tempered key lime pie goza that we've had of the three I was talking about because it's not super low on the flavor like the Duclan. It's not super aggressive on the flavor like mm -hmm. the Southern Grist. Like I'm saying, it's in the middle. It's, you know, it's it's the even keel beer. And as I'm drinking it more, that, like, the tartness seems a little more well-rounded and it's not, like, hitting you in the face. That's true, because your palate's getting a little more used to it. It's giving way to carrying more of that smoothness through. Yeah. And also allowing the, that vanilla note to maintain all the way through the end. Yeah. Which initially, with the first few sips, it was not, because it was getting overtaken by the sour. But that's a good beer. I dig that beer. I know Rich really liked it, and uh, yeah, I'm glad he gave us some. It's really good. Can we have another one? I think we do, actually. I think we might. Maybe we don't. We may or may not. I don't remember. He gave us multiples of some of the beers, and I can't remember which ones. Because this was in a pack. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I think we can get the pack in Maryland that he got with this beer in it. Oh. And it also came with, I actually drank one of them last night, the regular Goza that they had, just straight up Goza. Here goes a nothing. That was good. And they had a Flanders Red in there, too, which oh. I thought was pretty solid. It's not like the best Flanders Red I've had, but it was pretty good. Okay. Did I rinse you? Yeah. Okay, good. So the next one is by Boulevard Brewing Company. And Boulevard... They're out of St. Louis, Missouri? Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. And it's somewhere in Missouri. And it's called Steep Drop, which is a brew... It's brewed with fair trade small batch coffee. It's a nitro cold brew milk stout. It's been a while since and we've... Oh. the ABV. Oh, yeah. The ABV. 
It's been a while since we've had a Boulevard beer. Uh, 5.2%. Okay. Isn't that the same as the Key Lime Pie? Yeah, exactly. Mm. 5.2. What if they're all 5.2? That'd be funny. Yeah, so like I said, it's been a while since we've had a Boulevard beer on the podcast. We've typically enjoyed their stuff. I know the last one we had on was when Tony Marion was a guest. And they had that plaid habit, which was a really awesome surprise. So hoping this steep drop is a good one. 12-ounce can. I really want the coffee to come through. Yeah. You know, we're big coffee like, people. Don't, I know. Don't say a beer has coffee in it and then not have it. Right. Especially when it's like a, it's one of them. It should be a main ingredient. Right. Well, and, or also have a situation where you definitely get the coffee, but it tastes like that nasty mud coffee. Yeah. Like it really does matter what coffee you put in it. And you can tell the difference. We actually, some years ago, um, in an episode with our ex-neighbors, Sean and Laura, did a beer tasting of a bunch of Terrapin beers that had different coffees in it. Oh, yeah. So if people can find that, um, that was interesting. That was a cool, cool exercise. All right, what does it look like? It's dark. Dark. Yep, it's pretty dark. Can't really see much. Uh, There's a little bit of head to it. Bubbles are kind of medium, a little tan to it. It smells just like coffee. Woo. It smells like coffee, but there's... There's kind of a mocha underneath okay, I could the see coffee. That. But I mean, this if you put this Very in front strong. of somebody, I don't think they'd be able to tell it's a beer. Yeah, maybe not. But it's... um Or like a coffee type drink. The coffee smells kind of like a mix of like a green and a roasted. Yeah. It's interesting. Usually it's one or the other. It's either really green or like really roasty, but this kind of hits in the middle. Yeah, definitely some chocolate, like chocolate malt. Definitely. So I almost, I get like a little bit of like a creamy caramel sneaking in. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's like chocolate, a little caramel to it. Unbelievable amount of coffee on the nose. I mean, the overwhelming majority of the nose is coffee. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You have to. As it should be. You have to really pick it apart and, like, really focus on the nose to suss out other smells past the coffee. So, I mean, your common person who's not really paying a whole lot of attention would just be like, yeah, I just smell coffee. So. Whoa, it's a really creamy mouthfeel. Whoa. I was. I mean, it's nitro. Yeah, but I was not expecting it to be, like, that smooth. It Mm. is really smooth. I wish there was more coffee on the taste. Okay. I think there's a decent amount of coffee, but it's more on the heavy, heavily roasted side. It's not so much of that kind of green, the green note that we were saying we're smelling some of. I want more body to it. Oh, really? It's kind of, it, like, it's thin it to me. Thin. See, it's thin. It's definitely the, thin. The creaminess, to me, kind of balances out the body, and I feel like I'm okay with it. Okay. Yeah, I could see where you're coming from on that. That um, makes sense. And they just say it's a straight stout. stout it's right, 5. it's not 2. imperial or anything. I mean, it, I don't dislike it. I do I like, like yeah, it. Yeah, I do too. But I think with how roasty the coffee's coming off, especially with the finish, that's kind of increasing the bitterness on the lingering flavor, I would like a little more body to hold up to that and maybe carry through a bit more of like that chocolate or those caramel notes we were getting in the smell. I feel like for a 5% beer, I feel like it's right where it should be. It's still good, though. Yeah, I know. Like, Well, like I'm saying, like I'm picking it apart like we do on this podcast, but I like it. 
Yeah. And we have more cans of it, so. Oh, we have more cans of that. Yeah. And we will enjoy it, obviously. Mm. Now, did Rich drink this beer? Um, I don't know. We'll have to ask him. If he did, he didn't say anything about it yet, so. We'll have to get his opinions on it and. That's always interesting to see. Like, what do you, like, what do you think of that? Like, Mm -hmm. because everybody has a different perception. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's go to the third one. This is the only one that's in a 16 ounce can. And I, this is one of the ones I've never even heard of this brewery. I don't know. Well, the last two are, we didn't know the breweries at all. So this is by, um, Short Fuse, uh, Short Fuse Brewing out of Schiller Park. Illinois. So, yeah, I don't know where that is. This beer is 5.5% alcohol, and it is called Tropical Hurt Locker. It's a fruited sour ale. Um, Raspberry and passion fruit sour. Mm, Sounds good. So, yeah, it does sound good. I hope it's good. Let's have our first soiree with a short fuse beer. Oh, it's pretty. It's really pink as it pours. Really pink. That has a nice pink bubbly head. Yeah, it does. All right. Yeah, very... Oh, it's beautiful. It's kind of like a reddish pinkish color to it. Very nice looking. Reminds me of the look of uh, like Founders Rubius. Kind of mm-hmm. looks like this. But, I think Rubius is darker. Yep. I was just about to say that. I agree with you. Rubius is a bit darker. All right. Ooh, that is, knowing what's in there, I smell the raspberry, I smell the passion fruit. Oh, yeah. And the passion fruit is more pronounced than I thought it would be. I thought they would go heavier on the raspberry with, like, an accent of the passion fruit. But they're both... I feel like I'm not getting as much raspberry. I'm getting all passion fruit. I get... Okay, so I do get a decent amount of the raspberry. But sniffing it again... There is a ton of passion fruit, and it and leads with the passion it fruit. It does. And I, I don't know if I would – if I didn't know what was in there, I don't know if I would pick out passion fruit. But you'd say tropical for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd say – yeah. Tropical and berry. I mean, it's – yeah. I mean, tropical hurt fruit hurt locker. Mm-hmm. Tropical hurt locker. I mean, that makes sense. It's tropical. It's I'm berry. I'm perceiving any sourness or tartness. I mean, I get a very low level, but – it's easy to just perceive that as a fruit tart smell, like a natural tartness with fruit. It smells creamy. Yeah, it does have a bit of that to it. Okay, I'm ready to go in. This smells very good. It is relatively smooth. It has a naked Cheerio finish. Not super strong, though, and I'm happy about that because you know it's how not- I am. It's not all that sour or tart. Mm-mm. It's pretty easy to drink. It's, I mean, there is a tartness, and that's where I put it. I'm not going to, I would not say this is sour. It is tart. It's kind of like medium-low tartness to it, but when you continue to drink it, you get a little phlegm build up in the back of your throat, yeah. so you know it's a sour, but I think a lot of, you know, the tartness of it is folding in with that passion fruit. It's folding in with that raspberry. But mostly passion fruit, <laughs> like we were talking about on the nose. So you're getting more passion fruit on the taste? Yeah. So I'm getting more raspberry on the taste. Oh, well, you know what? On that last sip, I no, I think you're right. On that last sip, I was 
perceiving more raspberry. Maybe it's just because my palate's getting used to it and I've taken a few sips of it. That's interesting. I feel like it's very raspberry forward. Yeah. No, you are right. It is a lot of raspberry up front. I think what lingers the most is the passion fruit. But yeah. It's good. It's easy. Um, it's, pretty, it's very easy. Yeah, it's very easy. The body is like low-level body to it, which is fine with what the flavor is. But it's also kind of creamy. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, we kind of smelled that. It's good. I like this. It's kind of like a fruit smoothie light yeah. type beer. Mm. I dig that. I like that. That's tasty. And yeah, like we said, there is that kind of naked Cheerio flavor on the end, but it's very low level and, um, you know, it's at a level where I can kind of ignore it. So I like that. Mm. Okay. So I just rinsed, gave you some water. You're looking at the last one. And I know this is the one that you're the most excited about Mm -hmm. based off what it's called. Um, I'm pretty excited for it too. Okay. So this is by Burr Oak Brewing Company. Yeah. Where are they out of? Somewhere in Missouri, Columbia, right? Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. There you go. It's 6%. It's called Hoppendaz, which is a mochiato milkshake porter. All right. I've not heard of milkshake style being porter. I've only heard milkshake IPA. So we'll find out. This is a 12-ounce can. This could be one of those things that really overpromises. I know. Um, based off what it's called, but... We'll I find ho- out. I hope not. Okay. What does it look like? It's dark. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty dark. Nice fluffy little head. Real brown. Yeah, decent head to it. But, you know, poor agitated and all. Actually, when I put it... Yeah, it's a little red on the color. I can see through it a, a little bit. You could confuse this with a brown ale. But, you know... You think por- so? Porter brown ale. They're I don't think so. Close. I think it's darker than a brown. If you put it more up to the light. Because your light um, is a little yeah. low. Look, I walk over here, like... See? Oh, yeah. Like, you can... Okay. Like it's, it looks red when you get it close enough to the light. So, yeah. But smell. It's a lot of low-level smells. Yeah, it smells creamy though. I it will say that. Creamy, and I get the coffee. I definitely get a chocolate as well. Definitely get the chocolate. It's actually coming off as like you know, and maybe this is part of the name creeping into my head, but like a chocolate malt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not like you know. I'm talking like chocolate milk, malt like milkshake, milkshake. Yeah. malt. Type That's milk. what I say when I say chocolate malt. That's okay, normally yeah. what I mean. Well, chocolate malt's actually a malt brewed with, oh, so well, the, yeah. I don't. I I want to differentiate. Oh, okay, hold on. Do you smell a little bit of like a maple syrup? Because I smell a little note of a maple syrup no. faintly at the end. It smells like that to me. I, I feel like I get I a just, little maple. I syrup. feel like I'm just. It's not all that. The nose is not all that robust. Yeah, for what it's called and what it is, the nose is not as aggressive or as as you would say as you were saying robust as you would assume it to be. Especially when they call it Hoppendaz, which is obviously a play on Hagendaz ice cream. You would think decadent, rich, you know, yeah. heavy on flavors and 
Which I feel it delivers on the flavor, though. I'm I'm getting a lot of caramel in the taste. Yeah. Well, and I think maybe that's partially like the creaminess with that kind of malt we were talking about. It and some chocolate just kind of transitioning to a, a caramel. I like it. Coffee wise. It's low on the coffee. Yeah, it is low on the coffee, but if you're not primarily looking for the coffee, I feel like it adds a nice accent to the other flavors. It's solid. Once again, you know, like the steep drop, it's a bit thin on the body, but you know, it's, it's a porter, so yeah. that's that's normal. That's what's going to happen. As craft beer drinkers nowadays, we're not that uh, accustomed to drinking uh, stouts that are not imperial because they're not put out that often. Most places aren't doing straight stouts or porters. But that's good. Yeah. I do like that. I think that's that's tasty. But like you said, you know, it base like we were talking about, based off of what it's called and what it's supposed to be, the flavors are good and it, I think it delivers for what it's supposed to be, but I would ex- I would assume it to be stronger. Yeah. Agreed. I think it's I think it's good the way it is, but Yeah. Yeah, the name the name and, and the description makes me think there should be more. I would think there should be more mocha, more coffee. Yeah. But it delivers on the creaminess and the sweetness. It is good. Mmm. I feel like this ranking is going to be a bit tough. Well, because we have... Yeah. Because they're all good. Yeah. Obviously. Well, I mean, that's usually what it ends up being. Especially when it's beer mail episodes. People usually don't give us beers that suck. Unless it's intentional. Which, you know... Some people will do stuff like that. Okay. Do you need to taste a little more of anything? I do need a little bit more of this. Of this one? Well, this is... We're trying more of the cold uh, steep drop. Because I think it's important to contrast that with the one we just had because of the coffee at play. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 I need a little bit of this, too. The key lime pie. Do you need a little bit or no? No, I'm good. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I I got it. Okay. I got it. I got mine. Go ahead. Okay. So my number four is going to be the Steep Drop, which is the Nitro Cold Brew Milk Stout by Boulevard. My number three is going to be Short Fuse Tropical Hurt Locker Fruited Sour Ale. Hmm. Okay. My number two is going to be the Distill Wild Sour Key Lime Pie Goza. And my number one is going to be the Hoppendaz, the Mochiato Milkshake Porter. I need to taste a little more. I'm just trying all of them again. Uh, no, not the Hoppendaz. Because you just did that one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that was important because that that definitely just changed my my ranking. Wait, how did you? Okay, I went four, three, three two, two one. one. Okay, I'm I'm almost with you. Okay, so my number four is the steep drop. You rehashed what they all were, mm-hmm. correct? Okay, 
So my number four is the Steep Drop. My number three is the Short Fuse, Tropical Hurt Locker. My number two is the Hop and Dawes. And my number one is the Distill Key Lime Pie Goza. We were close. Our number one and two were just switched. I was, you know, going into this one, I... (laughs) I kind of thought that the key lime pie goza would be my number four. Oh, really? Why? Just because I'm not huge on that. Yeah. You know, like a key lime pie type. But I feel like it's executed really well, mm-hmm. especially in comparison to the other two key lime pie gozas we've had. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. But, you know, like we said, they're all good. We're going to finish all of these. Yeah, obviously. yeah, they're all good. Uh, love it, love it. Um, So, Rich, thanks, buddy. I'm... I hope he listens to this. I will let him know the episode's up. I would hope he listens to it. I know he probably will because he would want to know our thoughts on these beers. And I'm interested to uh, talk to him after this to see what he thought of the episode. But, yes, thank you, Rich. And if you out there listening want to get some beers in our hands and on this table for us to evaluate and talk about, just contact us, BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. We'll work things out. But, Rebecca... Do you have anything for wrapping up? Uh, check us out on Instagram, Brutal Battle Podcast. Because that is pretty much the only place we're active other than posting podcasts. <laughs> Which, I, I need to say, we've done every single week since the beginning without missing a week. And we've been doing it for like eight years. So, pretty impressive, mm-hmm. if I say so myself. That's a lot of episodes. I don't even know how many we have. We're like, I think we're over 400 episodes at this point. Wow. That's a lot when you think about it. So... But anyway, thanks everyone for checking this out, and until next time, keep it brutal.